Welcome back to another episode of the Good Grow Great Podcast. I'm Talia Toha, and this is Growth Amplifiers. This is the segment where we chat about day-to-day challenges or even high-level things at work that technically really stand in the way of some of the things that we want to achieve, some of the good that we want to create around us, and even some successes that we know we can get, right? But it's just, it just seems like it's so out of reach. And why is it, right? And how, what can we do to make that um, something that is possible, make it easier, make it more just the seamless process for all of us. And that's exactly what I want to talk about today because a lot of people had come to me recently. And this is particularly, I think, because people have been working from home a lot more and they are finding that, you know, work becomes their life, life becomes their work. And there's almost this clash, right? And this um, tension that's happening that we're kind of like, okay, what's going on here? How come I always feel like, you know, what I'm doing is not enough, right? How come I always feel guilty when I'm not working? Or how come I always feel guilty when I am working, right? And all of these things at home, maybe the kids, maybe your friends or family or all of these things that are pulling our attention don't always get that 100% of our attention. And so how do we navigate that exactly? And what can we do to make sure that the right things are getting done and the right things are really progressing so that at the end of the day, you can just really kind of put your feet up and you can just kick back and you say that that was a day well lived, well done, right? And you know that you're doing something great. So that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about some of the things that we notice from top performers on the ways that they do work at home, right? What exactly do they do? What does their schedule typically look like, right? And how do these earner, earners really balance that and find alignment? And not just from that, but what's the psychology behind working from home that allows for people to be successful or on the other side, feel completely overwhelmed, completely burned out, right? We want to kind of avoid that. So that's all of the things that we're going to be talking about. So if this is something that has been bugging you every day, or maybe even just every now and then, this is the episode for you. So before we dive in, Growth Solvers, be sure you hit that follow, add, save, download, and subscribe button. Let's dive in. Okay, so I actually encountered this pre-pandemic, pre-COVID, pre-recession and everything. And this actually was a situation that happened to me before I took my business online and I was working predominantly offline and in settings where, you know, I was still taking in-person meetings a lot and I was still working with other people uh, just on a physical uh, level, right? And just kind of one-on-one, that type of thing. And it was kind of interesting because I remember I came home one day and I felt like I was being ran over by my work, right? And I felt like 
my family was suffering. There wasn't enough time of the day. And I'd always come home and my kids were cranky. They didn't have food on the table, right? And all of these things. And I felt like I was so drained and I just wanted to kind of take one hour. And yes, of course, we have people helping and childcare and all of that. But it felt like, you know, the it's either my work was running my family or my family was running my work. And I just could never feel like um, one of like both of them could thrive. I always feel like when one thrives, the other is suffering. And I didn't like that feeling because I felt like that was an unfair um, ask. And I don't know if it was unfair or not. It just was kind of the this perpetual dissatisfaction that was happening inside my head. And um, just the way that my life was shaping up, I was like, of course, you know, the, the business was going fine, you know, the, the money's great, all of that. And, and physically, of course, the family's fine as well. But there's almost like this sense that each of those areas aren't really living up to their full potential, right? And it wasn't like, my work was happy and my family and my life, uh, personal life was also happy. I felt like it was just this kind of constant back and forth swing. And, you know, and there's always this feast and famine cycle for both areas, personally and professionally. And again, I hated it. So I wondered if this is something that had happened with you as well. And whether this is something that you've you've felt right, even, maybe even if you're working right now, or maybe you are running your business, or you know you're a creator, and you felt like this is const- constantly on the upswing or downswing or whatever. And what's interesting is because I remember I would take my kiddos to one of their activities, right? Sometimes you take them to extracurricular activities, and I would take them to one of these activities, and. I would be, I would see, I think there's like a good, you know, five or 10 other sets of parents there waiting for the kids to get done with whatever sport that they were doing. And it, I'd be the only parent literally who was either on my computer trying to get my work done or taking a call because that's really the only time that the other person has to, to jump on a call. Um, and I can't chit chat. I would see like everyone just kind of, yeah, you know, just relaxing with their cup of coffee or whatever, you know, and they're either checking out their kids and my eyes would constantly be, I would be like, I embarrassingly would be one of those parents who constantly look down at their device. And A, I think part of it was because honestly, if I were being really honest, I was just, I was a little bit bummed out because I was, that, that always happens at the end of the day and I really needed that time to just check out, right? Or um, I'm trying to catch up on things that I, can't, I haven't got done that day. And it wasn't that I wasn't working that day. Um, it was just because I was taking other meetings and all these other things happening, right? And I'm sure I wasn't alone because uh, consistently all of my students who do have families or maybe they have other passions or activities or hobbies that they like to do, even if they don't have kids, right? This consistently happens because they feel like, you know, Talia, I don't read enough or Talia, I don't go work out and I feel like I don't have time to work out. But when I'm working out, I feel like I'm uh, I'm slacking off on my work. You know right? what I mean? Right. So there's always there are always things that consistently pull our attention one way or the other. And so what's happening here? Right. And that's kind of the question that I kept asking myself 
And so on the flip side of that, though, and I wonder if this had happened to you as well, when I'm at work, uh, I remember when I was at work, this again, this was way before I completely take my business online. This was when I was still um, kind of revolving around the physical space. I'd be at work and there'd be a work meeting and I would have to bring the kids into the office, you know, because this is after school and the the child care is, has, you know, is obviously they're done with that for the day, um, you know, and they'd be in their shorts and flip flops and all that and and T-shirts. And I'd bring them into this environment with suits and ties and everything was stiff and um, and everybody's. You know, theoretically, they say that it's an open environment for kids and it's very friendly. And but I didn't necessarily feel that per se. It wasn't being conveyed because a lot of times I'd have to figure out a way to have them sit down on my chair in the office in front of, um, you know, on my desk at my desk while I have to take this two hour high stakes meeting. Now, I don't know if you guys have kids or not, but, you know, that they don't really sit still and they, you know, 30 minutes of sitting still is probably a good, that's, that's a good run. Right. And yes, I know I can just give them tablets and all that. And, and I, and I did, but, but there's always that feeling that, um, you know, there's this sense of neglect and it's either I'm neglecting the kids um, or things that are important to me, even my health, right? I was skipping a lot of things that were important for my health, like eating well, working out, and having a steady, just kind of healthy, beautiful diet. Um, and also, if I'm if that area is taken care of, though, um, then I feel like the work suffers, right? Again, so, and I just kept thinking, I'm like, this cannot possibly go on. There has got to be a better way. And um, over the course of the years, as I help students, you know, just reach a, a beautiful way to to just create new income streams, you know, side hustles and ways for them to do meaningful work, but still have that freedom that they're really looking for. I discovered that they all have similar um, challenges, you know, and men, women, you know, people who are in their 20s, people who are in their 40s, it doesn't matter. This consistently comes up is this idea that, um, you know, there's this guilt that's always overriding and the sense that there's enough and the sense that there's neglect one way or the other. And so this conflict is something that I wanted to kind of, I want to really, really deconstruct in this episode because, uh, like I said, <laughs> To that point, up to that point, when I was, you know, again, balancing the office and the work and the life and everything, I was like, there has got to be a better way. This is this is ridiculous. This cannot possibly go on because this is just not a way to live. And so I discovered that uh, after I learned from multiple people and after I started going, you know what, let me just look at the life and the work of people who I admire, right, who have been able to create that purpose-driven life and create a way for their work to continue to advance while still continuing their, uh, to have a holistic and really just this beautiful life with the family, right, time and having that beautiful alignment, I decided, I decided to just kind of study them, right? I, I, so I looked at three to five people who I admire personally. And these people are people in my life and people who I admire from afar. There's a combination of them and I'm not going to share their names just for to respect and honor their work. 
But what I noticed is, you know, all of them, in a lot of ways, they work from home. Very, very interesting, right? So it's something that's very relevant, I think, for all of us, because a lot of us now do work from home. So, okay, so I'm going, okay, well, how have they been working from home? Because when people work from home, a lot of times the complaint is either that they feel like they have to be everywhere all the time while they're at home, or that they feel like their house is just kind of becoming this, you know, non-hybrid, hybrid, non-hybrid, hybrid, if that makes sense, where they work and they live and they run their personal life and they run their professional life. And they just, there just seems like there's no boundaries anymore. And it's just pulling them apart. And so I studied, I studied these three to five people. And what I discovered is that um, from that very small pool, but very concentrated and focused group, I noticed two things, right? And I noticed that there are two ways that um, they do this. They either, and they do this successfully rather, um, they either look at working from home uh, as being everywhere all the time, as I mentioned, or they have this philosophy of, you know, just because there's time for it, it doesn't mean it's the right time for that thing. Right. So I'm going to say that again. So the two ways that I've noticed these three to five successful entrepreneurs, you know, successful purpose driven people who still have this alignment with their life and family and, and personal life. I notice that they either look at it as being everywhere all the time and they run around, they take calls at all hours of the day, they do their work at all hours of the day um, and they run their family along with it or they kind of look at it from almost like a compartmentalized standpoint in that uh, their approach is that just because there is time for it, it doesn't mean that that activity should be done during that time, right? It doesn't mean that that's the right time for that thing. So it's very interesting, two separate ways to do it. And, um, and very, I want to say very different results, um, and so the people that I notice who run their business everywhere, right? You see this all the time, particularly people who are in business and they, they're constantly taking calls. They're on vacation. They're taking calls. They're on in the car and they're taking calls. They are, um, you know, the, it's kind of like me, I guess, during the, the few years ago when I was, um, again, going to my kids activities and I'm like constantly doing work. And um, so that that's one group. And the result to that group is, at least for me, as I have shared, I felt this sense of continual conflict, like there's this sense of neglect somewhere, right? And that nothing is good enough. Um, And for those people who I studied and researched and spent hours upon hours upon hours, um, you know, observing and analyzing, I noticed that if they don't feel that way, if they didn't feel the way that I felt, they at least have... Areas where, um, you know, it, it does seem like that area is neglected in that, you know, maybe their health is suffering, um, perhaps they're overweight, perhaps that, you know, they have this complications, right? Or perhaps they just don't sleep, which I know some people are saying, well, I only need like four hours of sleep or whatever. And I used to be one of those people. And for me anyway, Um, I don't know if this is true for everyone because I'm not a clinician, physical, um, I guess, a medical professional. But I know that I used to say that for the longest time. 
And then my health and my body just decided, nope, that's not the way we're doing it. <laughs> you know, it just turned off that that year. I remember specifically, there's one year where my body just started to fall apart. Like I just started to have all these problems and it was just really weird. I wasn't overweight, but my body was telling me, you have got to stop treating us like like this. It's really interesting because I never thought that I would reach that point because, you know, the whole thing of mind over matter, mindset more, right? All of these things, but not true at all, you guys. So that's one group who run things that way. And while I'm not saying that they necessarily feel that way, and if you're running it that way, that that's the experience that you're going to get, but know that that is one way to do it. And whether that's right or not for you, it's really up to you. Now, there is this other group that I mentioned, and and their approach is something that I now completely resonate with, something that I completely take on. And that's really the approach of, you know, just because you can, it doesn't mean you should. And I've mentioned this on the podcast many times, just because you can, it doesn't mean you should. And similarly, just because there's time for it and you can make time for it, it doesn't mean it's the right time for you to do these things, right? So from a ground level, what that means is that when I am at home, right, let's say that it's, I don't know, five o'clock in the afternoon, we just finished with the workday, everyone's done, so on and so forth, and I'm looking at my, you know, my, my day, uh, I can still keep going, <laughs> right? Um, and it doesn't have to be five o'clock, like, just pick a time for you, right? Pick any time of the day, for you. And let's say that you um, have this capability, you have your phone, you have your device, you have your tablets, and you have the capability to do something on those devices. It doesn't mean that that's the right time to do it. So what I did instead was I studied, again, these a couple of professionals who's taken their business and their entrepreneurship journey to multi-million dollars. And not that the numbers is the one that we're looking at, it's more that I'm looking for that alignment, right? Can they run this but still have um, alignment? And yes, they have at least one or two people who are helping them. But still, I noticed that the more you grow, right, sometimes the work can get even more uh, challenging. It can get even heavier of a lift. So I actually would rather study those people with, you know, who carry on their shoulders a bigger burden because, well, what are they doing? What are the lessons that they have uh, learned and have tweaked and have improved upon? Because if that's the future for you, then that should be those should be the people who you're studying, right? And so we're studying these people who are who have a mission in their life and who still think that it is important to maintain something that is uh, that is just you know it makes sense you know it just makes sense and it doesn't run their body to the ground. And so what I notice in these people is exactly that, in that they have a very clear understanding um, from people who they work with and from people who they live with, their family, their colleagues, their clients and everything. They have a very clear set of expectations um, on what they can do, what they can't do, what they should do and what they shouldn't do at any given time. Right. So what I'm talking about is basically their assistants, their um, again, their clients. Right. And their colleagues, their coworkers, their partners, 
they would know that whoever, whatever, right? Let's use the name John, for instance, that John isn't available in the morning because in the morning, John is either working out or, you know, taking his kids to school or John is taking a, you know, a much needed, I don't know, much needed hike somewhere Tuesdays. And that is a very clear expectation and nothing really changes it except for some very few emergencies. And obviously, you know, we can talk about whether an emergency really is an emergency most times, but, um, but the, the idea is setting the right expectations consistently um, and showing that to the people who you work with, people around you, and your family who's there to support you and whose lives you're there to support actually is really, really important. And the reason why is because when the expectations are clear um, externally and internally for yourself, there's almost like there's no need for you to decide, right? Every day, you're not constantly going, oh, should I do this? Should I take this? Should I go for that opportunity? Should I spend more time? This There's none of that. And so much of that challenge is then uplifted and just uh, disappeared because now it's very, very clear what's happening. And it's almost like that routine regularity. It's just kind of like this beautiful uh, rhythm, right? It's almost like they, they just wake up and without them thinking, they, they go for a run, right? They go for just this brisk walk or whatever. They walk their pets or who cares? Who knows? Whatever. Go to, to the park. I don't know. Get some reading in. Um, and it's just like, it's just this beautiful motion is what I'm noticing with a lot of people. And something that for me, I know, have changed my life drastically. When I started doing this, oh my goodness, the guilt disappeared, right? The feeling that there's neglect in certain areas of my life disappeared because I have I have forethought it, I have thought about it, and I have planned, okay, this is the amount of time that I want to spend here in this area of my work, and I want to spend time here in this area of my personal life, and I'm going to spend it this way, Right? And notice that just from, from my voice, you can probably hear just that sense of freedom that um, is just fantastic and something that I know when students come to me from all over the world and you guys who are listening, 60 plus countries and counting around the world, when people come to me and they say, Talia, can you talk about this? Usually this is the thing that they're talking about. They want that freedom. They want to be able to do whatever they want, right? And whatever meaningful activity that they chose whenever. And that's important because, yes, of course, we have to be accountable to people. Yes, of course, we have to be responsible to the work that we're doing. But if this isn't taken care of, oftentimes very difficult to actually then start to live that life of, of freedom and, um, and meaning. So I think what's interesting to me is that actually doing, spending even just five, 10 minutes uh, at the beginning of the week and really setting that that expectations consistently. I I mean, I've never been too much of like the, the productivity person, you know, like tweaking my times here and there. But now really my calendar runs things for me. And sometimes I don't even know what's going on that day and I open it and I'm like, oh, okay, that's what I have to do. Okay, got it. And so I didn't, I never had to think about it because I know that things will get done because it's on there and I follow it. And there's this 
beautiful expectations and setting it the right way consistently and not just um, setting it inconsistently and incorrectly. You want to set the right things at the right time consistently. And that way, you know, when your family calls up and they go, hey, you know, I, you know, can you do this? And you go, well, no, um, I can do that at this other time. But right now, this is what I'm doing. Right. And, and just two or three times of that, they know exactly what to expect. And there's no longer this kind of, you know, guilt tripping that's happening, whether that's happening in our own heads or that's happening actually externally from other people. None of that happens anymore because now, you know, I know that for me, I know some of you guys who are listening have family members and have all of these things. A lot of times when I create um, a schedule, I do, I do say to other people and even my my kiddos teachers right their parents sometimes and I I tell them um, this is what I'm doing at this time and so I can help you at this other time but during these times this is uh, you know this is important for me and uh, I'm sure you know this is important for you as well and and people understand it 100% they know right they absolutely know so I think that's What's happening is a lot of times we feel like we have to be in all these places. I don't think so. I think that's something that we create from the lack of setting the right expectations consistently. So I want to encourage you for sure to set those expectations before you start the week and definitely before you start the day, because otherwise you'll find yourself at 4 p.m. and you feel like nothing gets done and you feel like, this is just a bust because nothing hasn't happened, you know, and it's just not a good feeling, not a good feeling. I've had days when five o'clock rolls in, six o'clock rolls in, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't done anything because I, I was trying to do all of these other things. And so nothing really gets done, right? Master of none, uh, jack of all trades, master of none is the saying, I think. So I think it's definitely, there's some truth to it. And I want to encourage you to revisit this philosophy because it can absolutely change your life. And more importantly, because from the three to five case studies that I did personally with these people who have spent 10 years making these mistakes, you know, spent 20 years making these mistakes and then lost hundreds of thousands and made millions along the way and all the while still wanted to change the world, change people's lives and, you know, really create this beautiful impact uh, you know, and so how can you have all of that together in one piece and protecting all of the things that's important? That's really, I think, something that we need to, to revisit because we don't want to be one of those people who are successful. And yet in our deathbed, in our graveyard, you know, no one has any good things to say about us. Right. Like that's not really the future that we're looking for. And I always say this in a way that <laughs> some of my students like, why, why are you using like, you know, a graveyard example? I'm like, well, that's because 100 percent of humanity will end up in that destination. Um, and whether there's afterlife, I don't, you know, that's not really the point. But if we're all heading there, right, the question is, what do we want, you know, along the way? And what do we want once we get there? You know, is it for our, you know, our friends to be able to say, you know what, they were there when I needed them? Or is it for our our family to say, 
my what a what a warrior, right? What a warrior who have fought for something important, who have fought for what's important for them, who have fought for um, helping other people become the best in what they do, become the best at, at work, become the best at, or you become just better even, not best, better, right? And so what exactly do we want? We have to get clear on that, but also we have to, along the way, be able to take ownership of the process so that, as I always say on this podcast, so that the process does not take ownership over our lives, right? So this is important. So I want to encourage you to do a few things now after this conversation and, you know, whatever, however it is that you're doing this, whether it's a journal, whether it's like a to-do list, whether you have a calendar, I want to, I want you to write down three things that has been bugging you, that has been challenging to keep up with. Okay, three things. And I don't care if it's, you know, oh, I I haven't been able to eat well, or I keep eating out and I feel gross afterward, whatever. Or it's something even bigger, um, you know, with with your work, like, you know, you want to get a promotion and still haven't been able to do it. And so that's been bugging you, or you just feel like, you know, your partner isn't supportive of your new business, whatever it is. Write those. I want just three, though. Don't write 30. I want three. And the reason is because if you write 30, there's no priority. If you write three or at maximum five, (laughs) that's my magic number, then it's clear what the priority is. And then real quickly, once you do that, write down the number one, two, three, and the order in which uh, it is most important to you. Okay, which one of the three is most important for you? And yes, important for you right now, but will it become important in one year, five years, 10 years? And then number the other one, number two, number the other one, number three, right? And so just take a look at that for a second after you're done with that and write down for each of them, why aren't they um, you know, moving forward. How? Why are they challenging? And this is crucial because I want you to kind of know, because this is an exercise that I did for myself. I want us to be able to take a look at um, a particular obstacle and be able to identify, okay, the problem is that here I am wanting to do too much, or the problem here is that I'm trying to do this when I'm super tired, right in the evening or maybe in the morning whatever depending on whether you're a morning person or or a night owl right it doesn't matter um so what exactly is the challenge is it the time that you're spending it the length of time is it the time of the day that that's happening is it because you're trying to do it when you're on the move or you're trying to do it in um you know you're you're maybe too ambitious about right whatever it is Self-reflect and be aware of really the pain points there and what's been keeping you from moving forward. And so circle that, right? Underline it, highlight it, whatever it is. So for each of the three topics of obstacle, right? For each of the three obstacles. And then um, just kind of anywhere around there, whether it's at the bottom of your page or whatever, for each of them, I want you to write down One small daily or weekly solution that can make it so much easier, that can make that one of three or all those three things so much easier, right? Is it to get a good 
for in my case with that example, right? Is it in that case to get a good babysitter, uh, you know, to watch over something? Is it um, rather to let your toddlers or your preschoolers or your grade school kids to, you know what, to tell them, you know what, at this time, uh, you know, I'm doing this, you know, mom, your daddy's doing this, this other time, though, I can absolutely help you a hundred percent, right? Is it a matter of having that conversation? Is it a matter of leaving post-it notes somewhere to set that right expectation? Is it a matter of sending a calendar invite to your client, to your colleague, to your coworker that blocks that time and say that you are going to be away on some trip somewhere, going hiking, right? With your, I don't know, with your dog or whoever. And, um, and that's blocked out. And sending that two weeks in advance so that you can have the right preparation. Or is it, right, so as you can see, you can start to kind of snowball these ideas. And three things, I want us to start with three things. Put them on the calendar, right? Take five minutes right now. If you, if you need to take more than five minutes, then you're probably doing this wrong because I want us to be able to get those quick wins right away. Right away, the right way, right? And all the way. And that means that real quickly, try something out. And then when the time comes for you to kind of execute these, these ideas and you feel like, you know what? It's still not working. Revise it. Revisit this exercise. Come back to it. Redo it. And through iterations, you'll find that finally, okay, this is what works for me. This is what works for my employees, this is what works for my clients, my customers, my buyers. This is what works for whoever and um, for my family. And this is how I'm going to do it. So just try it out, right? Try it out for a day first and then try it out for a week or two and then revisit, revise, improve it, right? Adapt it, adopt it, as I always say. So lots of things actually to talk about. What I suggested and encouraged to you is just Uh, the tip of the iceberg, right? Just the tip of the iceberg, which is kind of exciting because that means that you have a lot to look forward to. And so if you're tuning in here, and I know that for people who are listening, our international uh, students and listeners who are listening all across the world, this is a universal issue. This is a universal challenge. I grew up halfway around the world in the beautiful tropics, you know, with spicy foods and hot, you know, weather and This, even then, years ago, was definitely true. I was definitely starting to feel um, all of these challenges and obstacles that I'm talking about right now. So it's, um, it's not a matter of it going away or not. It's a matter of are we growing um, our, our muscles, right? Are we growing endurance to be able to kind of just beautifully, you know, walk through and just glide through all of these challenges as if they are, you know, just kind of these grass fields that you can, you know, easily just glide through, right? Rather than kind of pushing this boulder uphill. So, so much to do, right? And so exciting, so encouraging. I want you guys to um, save and download this episode in case you need to revisit it and you forget, you know what? How, what was it that Talia was talking about? I don't get it. So just save this and download this into your tablet or phone or whatever it is. That way, when you're on the go, when you're running around and you're busy and you're kind of going, okay, I, I'm kind of forgetting something I really wanted to do 
do it right. You know, you can always revisit this and find support and find encouragement in this episode, right? And share it, share it with your friends who you know have this challenge as well, because if your life is all the more enriched, other people around you will be all the more enriched again. And so it's it's a matter of let's let's keep giving. Let's continue to share this and share positivity um, with the people who we love and the people who, who we're looking to serve. So Growth Stolvers, it's been an absolute, uh, just absolute gem to be able to have this time with you and hold this episode with you. I am so grateful to have you here. I'm so grateful for all of our listeners who have been listening and a lot of our new listeners who are coming in. And I, I know who I know a lot of uh, countries who are coming in and I, I've longed to visit them. So all of you guys in South Africa, all of you guys in Iceland, all of you guys in, uh, you know, Philippines, all of you guys in India, I, I love you guys. This is amazing. I do want you to be able to stay in touch. You can find me online. You can find me on my website. You can find us everywhere. And so do drop a comment. Do drop by. Share with us thoughts and ideas on what you want to hear on this podcast. And I guarantee you, I read and listen to all of it. So uh, ping us up over there. But again, before you go, be sure to hit save, download, follow and subscribe at or collect if you're on Pandora. Until next time, grow solvers. I'll talk to you soon.